Hi, everyone, and welcome to College Football Landscape, the college football podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 network. You can find all of our archive shows at totalsports247.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter or X as well at totalsports underscore 247. We're very active on that platform, not just with our own recommendations, but the recommendations that we like of fellow betting experts. And then lastly, consider subscribing to our Substack, weekinweekout.substack.com. It is a newsletter where you will find exclusive bet recommendations. Thanks so much. So today on college football landscape, we're going to do a bit of a bowl blitz. We've covered three bowls in the bowl series so far. And today we're going to cover the final three in this one episode for your Saturday. So the first game that we're going to talk about is the New Mexico Bowl. This is at 545 on ESPN. And New Mexico State goes against Fresno State. This game is a little bit under the radar, I think. And uh, I'll talk about that as we get into the game. But first, let's talk about what the DraftKings odds are for this game. So... We have New Mexico State as the favorite. They are three and a half point favorites at minus 108. The total for this game is set at 51 and a half, and it's minus 112 to the over. New Mexico State on the money line is minus 180. Fresno State on the money line is plus 150. The main reason I'm so excited about this game is the quarterback play. It is dynamic on both sides of the ball. First, for New Mexico State, we have Diego Pavia, one of the more entertaining quarterbacks in the country. Not only did he throw for nearly 3,000 yards this year and 26 touchdowns, he also was the leading rusher for the Aggies, compiling over 850 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. The unfortunate part of this and you'll see this story, of course, woven through every single game for the most part, is the transfer story. We have Trent Hudson for New Mexico State who's sitting out this one. He just received an offer from Kansas State, so a little bit of a level up kind of offer there. He's definitely getting some other uh, group of five offers. UTSA is in the mix. Uh, he compiled 550 yards uh, through uh, as a receiver, excuse me, and he got 10 touchdowns on the year. So he was definitely a favorite target of Pavia. But they still have uh, two of their other or two of their other main weapons, Jonathan Brady and Eli Sowers, who uh, each had over 30 catches on the year. So New Mexico State should not be slow down really in in any way uh as to what they want to do on offense particularly since fresno state is the 72nd best defense in the country i don't know that they will offer a ton of resistance on the fresno state side they do have some rotational pieces that are out on defense but by and large they're not harmed too much by the portal in this one mikey Keene is their quarterback 2596 yards and 21 touchdowns on the season He's going to look to uh, receivers uh, Eric Brooks, Jalen Moss, uh, Mac Delena, and 
Jalen Gill, each of them had at least 44 catches on the year. So they kind of spread the wealth. Brooks, Moss, and Gill all had five touchdowns. Even their tight end, Trey Watson, got in the mix with four touchdowns, and he had 35 catches. They used their running back as as a, a safety valve option as well. That's Malik Sherrod, who had... Uh, 876 yards and nine touchdowns rushing for them and also 36 catches out of the backfield. So this offense, they ranked 69th in offense, but you wouldn't really look or think that considering uh, the kind of production that uh, they were able to put up with Mikey Keene at quarterback. If we look at Fresno State, their season, this might be something to consider. It took a little bit of a nosedive after their Boise State win in in uh, November. So November 4th, they beat Boise to get to 8-1, and one, and they were getting national recognition in terms of uh, top 25 polls, those sorts of things. And then Keene went out, and they struggled against San Jose State and New Mexico, losing uh, by a 42 to 18 margin against San Jose State and 25 to 17 against New Mexico. Keen came back for the San Diego State game and you may recall San Diego State was not the Aztec team that we're accustomed to in previous years who was excellent on defense and did enough on offense to win, you know, 8 to 10 games a year. That was not this team. They ended up finishing 4 and 8, but they got by Fresno as well. More than got by. 33 to 18 was the final there. So Fresno's kind of limping into this game against New Mexico State. We all uh, love the story that New Mexico State is this season. Again, Pavia at the helm, just doing a tremendous job with the program. They started off kind of like what you would have expected with a New Mexico State team, losing to UMass in that Week 0 game and then getting handled by Liberty in their third game to fall to 1-2. and two. But then... They only lost one time after that. It was a a disappointing loss at Hawaii, but they only lost one time before that until they met Liberty in the final of the uh, conference championship. Liberty did end up pulling away in that game, 49-35, to to remain undefeated and take the Conference USA title. Pavia went for 188 through the air and 45 on the ground in that one. So Liberty did a pretty good job containing Pavia's production. I don't know that Fresno State will have the same sort of success. One other notable absence in this game on the New Mexico State side is Reggie Akles, the cornerback. He led the team with six passes defended, so that might be uh, an area to watch in this game, whether or not Fresno State can take advantage of that in the passing game. As a reminder, a lot of these stats that we're getting related to Absences from the portal are from Matt Jaguski on Twitter. He is part of a site called Stochastic.com, which is a daily fantasy site, uh, expert site. And he's tracking all this portal information. It's Matt underscore Jaguski, J-A-J, sorry, G-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. Uh, he's on, he is on it. He's on top of it. It's a great resource for you to check out before making any bets on any of these bulls. So some other things to keep in mind with this game. New Mexico State, right, they average almost 225 yards per game and one interception per game on defense. So that will be uh, one to watch, whether New Mexico State can hold uh, Fresno State's air 
attack. And again, unfortunately, Trent Hudson's out of this game for New Mexico uh, State. There is uh, an interesting element to this in the sense that they uh, are going to play next year as well. New Mexico State is going to Fresno for a game on September 14th. So that's just a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a start of a rivalry here. But there's certainly been no rivalry in this matchup historically. Fresno State has won 18 of the previous 19 matchups. So the bet that we're going to go with, we're going to favor New Mexico State on this one. That's going to be our play at minus three and a half. We're not going to touch the total because... These teams, you know, they're 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 similarly built, and this game could be low scoring or it could be high scoring. We're not sure which side of the ball is going to dominate for either either team. So we're more comfortable with the total. We think New Mexico State they have the coaching edge in this, unfortunately, because Jeff Tedford stepped away from the Fresno State program dealing with some sort of health issue. Assistant head coach and linebackers coach Tim Skipper will be manning the Bulldogs uh, on the sidelines in this one. We just think that Pavia might be too much. He's the best player in this game, we think, and that's going to give the Aggies the edge. So that's going to be our first play, New Mexico State minus three and a half for the New Mexico Bowl. Our second game is... Boise State and UCLA. Current odds on this one are UCLA minus five and a half with the total at 47. This game's at 730 on ABC and it is the LA Bowl. And I think it's technically called the LA Bowl presented by Gronk, but I think we'll just stick with the LA Bowl. So what's going on in this game? UCLA has so many transfers, it's really hard to keep track of. Of course, Dante Moore, a significant one, but he likely wasn't going to play in this game anyway. It's more significant for the long-term success of UCLA's program, not so much for betting for this game uh, per se. But other absences that UCLA is going to have to contend with in this game include John Humphrey, their cornerback, and uh, Laayatu Latu. I think that's how you say it. Laayatu Latu. He's their edge rusher, one of the best. He's p- skipping this game to prepare for the NFL. Uh, other absences include Kamari Ramsey, their safety, and William Nimmo, uh, another safety. Carson Ryan, the tight end, I believe has committed to Utah already. He's He entered the portal a few days ago. Cam Brown, one of their depth wide receivers, also out. So, Tons of absences on the UCLA side. When we look at who will be playing in this game for UCLA, it's likely going to be veteran quarterback Ethan Garbers. He was okay this year. He completed 66% of his passes and had a 9-3 to touchdown to interception ratio. So, I, I mean, as a backup, I think you would take that. Quite honestly, it was the, it was the best he's done at UCLA in his third season. So, I mean, he might have been the best option anyway at quarterback, even with Dante Moore around. So maybe not uh, as as big a hit at the quarterback position that you might think on its surface, considering Moore the five-star is out of this game. It looks like they will still have Carson Steele, who, I don't know, I thought he was going to do a lot more for this UCLA Bruins program this year. It's not like he didn't have a productive year. He, he was fine, 847 yards and six touchdowns, but he just piled up the stats when he was at Ball State. He got the, I mean, he had 289 yards 
or sorry, carries at Ball State for 1,500 plus yards and 14 touchdowns. I just thought UCLA was going to give him the ball a lot more than they did this year. And again, he was fine, but I thought he underwhelmed a little bit. So he'll still be playing in this game uh, alongside a running back, TJ Harden, who they basically split carries throughout the year. Harden had a fine season as well. 722 yards on the ground, uh, a 5.3 average. He really blew up against UCLA. I'm sorry, against USC. 22 carries for 142 yards and a touchdown in that one. So they should be uh, fine and ready to go at the running back position. We know UCLA... When we think about their offense, that's exactly what they want to do, right? They want to control time possession. They want to run the ball as much as possible. They want to put their defense in positions to succeed, which it did for the most part throughout the year. On the Boise State side, their quarterback story is the one that is maybe the most interesting storyline in this game, so when we look at that, we've got Taylor Green, the quarterback for Boise State. He is in the portal. I don't know if it's confirmed where he's going yet. I saw some uh, rumors, I guess, that uh, Arkansas was very much interested, which is not surprising considering he has the game and the build of uh, a K.J. Jefferson type of quarterback. So we'll see if that's where he ends up. But he will not be, oh, actually, now that I'm looking, it is confirmed. He did go to Arkansas. He is there. So, again, not surprising. He will not be playing in this game. Uh, they will be going to freshman C.J. Tiller in this one who did not see the field. Taylor Green wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the season. He came in to relieve uh, their freshman quarterback, Maddox Madsen, who um, it was injured against New Mexico on November 11th, and then Green uh, came in and um, had, took the reins over for the rest of the season. But again, he is not going to be playing in this one. We've got C.J. Tiller. He is, uh, looking at his recruiting story, he was a three-star from California, 40th-ranked quarterback from Rancho Cucamonga, and he, looking at his uh, recruiting story, he did get an offer from Washington State and Cal before committing to Boise State. He is a pro-style quarterback. So we'll see how he does in his first, you know, real big-time exposure against a very stout defense in UCLA. Uh, the weapons that he will have do not include, unfortunately, uh, Eric McAllister. You may recall that McAllister transferred weeks ago when Boise State fired Andy Avalos, when when that happened, uh, McAllister basically entered the portal right away, and he hasn't been available for the Broncos in the last few weeks. So uh, if you're thinking about betting and seeing that McAllister is out and thinking that might affect the game, understand that Boise State has been accustomed to McAllister not playing in the last couple games. He wasn't there for that win against UNLV in the championship. So not a, a major adjustment to make there for the Broncos. The bigger adjustment is the quarterback with no Taylor Green. But they do have Ashton Giante and um, George Halani in their uh, backfield. Halani, remember, kind of took a back seat this year to Giante because Giante just broke out, right? He was over 1,200 yards rushing with 14 touchdowns on the season. Halani has been with uh, the program for 
quite a long time, ever since 2019. He was a 1,000-yard rusher in 2019. That's how long Halani's been with the program. But extremely reliable as a uh, second option to Giante. So imagine that Boise will want to run the ball a lot against, again, a defense in UCLA that is equipped to stop that run. Giante was the main receiver out of the backfield for this team as well with 39 catches. They will have Billy Bowens as uh, one of their other primary options, I, I would say, at the wide receiver position in this game for Tiller to throw to. So the play that we're going to make for this one is the under 47. We think with UCLA and uh, their uh, pension to run the ball uh, as much as possible. Boise State, we think, is going to want to do the same. And we think the defenses are... I don't know if it, it, we we think they can we think they can control this game. We'll put it that way, especially on the UCLA side. So we're going to go with the under forty seven for this one. If you wanted to bet money line spreads, I forgot to mention that at the top. Boise State is plus one ninety. UCLA is minus two thirty. That plus one ninety is an intriguing bet on uh, for Boise State. We're just not confident enough that they're going to win this game or, frankly, keep it within the five and a half. They absolutely could, but we could see this being like, I don't know, maybe a 21 to 14 kind of game. Like, we think this could be pretty low, and we think it could be where UCLA even, you know, covers, like a maybe a 24 to 17 type of affair. So we're, we, we're most confident in the under. We think the other plays are intriguing, but that's the play that we're going to go with, UCLA and Boise State under 47. The final game is the Independence Bowl. This one, frankly, is kind of gross. It's Cal and Texas Tech. Neither one of these teams is very good. I think they're both actually pretty bad. But that doesn't mean you can't win money on bad teams. So when we look at this Independence Bowl game, it's at 9.15 on ESPN. I will not be staying up for this, but feel free to watch if your heart desires. California, plus 3.5, minus 112. And the total is 58. It's uh, juiced to the over at minus 112. Cal is plus 145 on the money line, and Texas Tech is minus 175. So what's going on in this one? I will say the matchup at running back for this game is the one to watch if you are going to stay up late night. Let's start with the Red Raiders. They have one of the best running backs in the country in Taj Brooks. He compiled 1,400 plus yards on the ground with nine touchdowns on the year. And then when we look at Cal, a team that was better offensively than you might think. Cal, I think under Justin Wilcox, you think that their teams are going to be one of the top, say, third in, in the country on defense. No, they were not. They were absolutely atrocious. 106, they ranked in defense overall. But again, they have a great running back in Jaden Ott. 1,260 yards on the ground with 11 touchdowns. I also like their complimentary running back, Isaiah Fonse, who had seven touchdowns on just 70 touches on the year. So that's really the storyline to watch here, the battle of these uh, elite Running backs, uh, Brooks's 1,260 yards, uh, or sorry, Ott's 1,260 yards ranked 13th nationally, and Brooks was fourth in the country with the 1,443 yards he got on the ground. Uh, for Cal, or sorry, for Texas Tech, 
Tyler Shuck transferred uh, so the, their quarterback, the former Oregon quarterback who went to Texas Tech. I believe he went maybe to Louisville. I, for, I forget exactly where he went, but he was in and out of the lineup all season. So not something uh, uh, similar to the uh, Eric McAllister kind of situation where this team is accustomed to playing without Tyler Shuck. So they should be fine. I believe that Baron Morton is going to quarterback this one. He had 1,498 yards. Uh, on the season, 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So the good stats, but I wouldn't say that they were outstanding. Uh, wide receivers Jerron Bradley and Miles Price will both be out of this game for Texas Tech as well. They are in the portal. They still have a decent amount of weapons at the receiver position. When you look at Xavier White, Koi Eakin, Jordan Brown, and Dre McCray, they all had at least 22 catches on the season. So... There's enough depth in that wide receiver room where the losses of those two, yes, it's important, but I don't think that it cannot be overcome. When you look at the Cal side of things, wide receiver Taj Davis will not be playing in this game uh, because he is in the transfer portal. But when you look at uh, maybe even a more significant absence, it's on the defensive side with... Um, their star linebacker, Caleb Elarms, or he's in the portal as well. He led the team with 87 tackles. He had six passes defended as a linebacker as well. That's pretty good for a linebacker position. He had an interception and a forced fumble and fumble recovery on the season as well. He will be out for this game. So something to watch on the defensive side. Cal really can't afford to lose anything on the defensive side considering how bad they are on defense. So the play for the podcast is going to be the over in this one at minus 112. We think both these teams are going to be able to run up and down the field. It's different from Boise State and UCLA. And here's what I mean by that. Boise State and UCLA, they both want to run the ball, but they don't necessarily want to run it in the explosive manner that both Cal and Texas Tech do. They're running it from a ball control offense standpoint where Cal and Texas Tech are running it to uh, from a tempo standpoint, they want to run, keep the opposing defense on the field, keep that uh, momentum on drives and have the, the drives be quick and explosive. That's not what Boise State and UCLA are structured to do. So we like the over in this one at minus 112. If you want to take a flyer on Cal on the money line at plus 145, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hate that bet either. We just think the better play is the over. So to recap these three games, for the New Mexico Bowl, 545 on ESPN today, we do like New Mexico at minus three and a half. That's play number one. The second game, the LA Bowl, presented by Grok, 730 ABC. We like the under 47 between Boise State and UCLA. And the third play, Cal and Texas Tech, 915 on ESPN, the Independence Bowl. We like the over 58 at minus 112. Again, all those odds are the current odds on DraftKings. So that'll do it for this bowl blitz here on College Football Landscape. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a very successful Saturday with all the bowls. Don't forget, there's a ton of college basketball out there as well. Amazing matchups starting right at 1230, Kansas and Indiana, and closing with Alabama Creighton and a boatload of games in the middle. So 
It's a great viewing Saturday to have that uh, remote handy and find out all that's going on within uh, college sports overall. Stay tuned to the network next week. We'll have more bowl previews as the games are just getting started on Saturday. We'll have uh, more bowl uh, previews to come. Old Dominion and Western Kentucky is the next bowl on Monday. Tuesday, we have Marshall and UTSA. So stay tuned for capsules of each of those games in your podcast feeds. I would say by the very least, Monday morning. This has been College Football Landscape, part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. I'm Chris Hayes. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.